Welcome to the Adonis Index Podcast. I'm John Barbin. With me is Oscar Ramirez, and he placed 10th in our most recent contest. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, bounce over to AdonisIndex.com to check out his picks. Um, Oscar, you did really well. And uh, um, First question. You, I, I know we talk about shaving. You didn't shave your head because we talked about shaving, did you? No, not at all. Okay, I just want to be... I was like, uh-oh. I hope he didn't think we meant shave his head, too. <laughs> no, I, it's something I had been wanting to do for a long time. Honestly, it's like I've always wondered what I would look like with a, you know, with a shaved head. And, but um, so to be blunt, honest, it, I didn't think it would look good on me as a as a, as a big person, as a heavy person. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was something that always held me back from doing it. So once I, I made the transformation, I figured, you know what, this is a, the best time of any to to see what I really look like um, with it, with a shaved head. Now that I think the rest of my body would probably go with it. <laughs> Oh, that's actually that's a good point. Yeah, I never thought about. It. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so good, good. So we didn't we didn't talk you into doing anything you didn't want to do there. Um, no. Okay. Well, would you um, would you think? Have, first of all, have you ever even entered a contest like this before? No, not not like this before. I've entered um, contests with just friends and family stuff like that. It's just you know on a personal level, but not not at this level. No, never. Yeah, like personal accountability, just like sort of a friendly thing. Exactly. Okay, so what did you think when you finally saw your pictures? Um, well, first of all, when I first saw the, because I hadn't looked at really the before pictures um, until until afterwards, and so I, 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 you know, I shocked myself. I didn't realize I had made that big of a transformation. So yeah, it was pretty shocking. And of course, I mean, you know, I was I was amazed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, are you happy with the progress? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm definitely you know I've been able to get to to a level now that it never happened in my life. So I'm definitely happy with it. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's pretty impressive for sure. And so, can you take us back to before you found us? Like, what did you do as far as, did you work out before? If so, how'd you find, what programs did you follow or where'd you find your, get your workout ideas? And then walk us up to how you, I don't know, found us. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been working out and, and, and I've been into health for, for a long time, for most of my adult life now. And, um, what I've always been in the past is the traditional way of working out, you know, five to six days a week at least, um, eating five to six meals a day, um, that kind of stuff. And what I used to follow a long time ago, uh, one thing I came across, this is probably over 10 years ago, uh, was Body for Life. I'm not sure if you, you've probably heard of that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. very famous. So, yeah. Okay. So, I, yeah, I ran across, um, the, you know, that material, um, gave that a shot. I had some pretty good success with it. I, I, I did. And it was it was a great foundation for me to, to at least get started with uh, with the routine, and and um, unfortunately, you know, I hit a, I did get some great results with it, but I gained all the way back. Um, trying to trying to do that again at, later in life, I couldn't I couldn't get to it. I couldn't get the results that I did when I was younger, um, and then I just eventually plateaued. So, but I but I, I still continued to always just go to the gym. Um, eat healthy. I was trying to make sure I was eating, you know, really lean foods. I, it wasn't about eating whatever I wanted to eat. I had to cut out a lot of types of foods, which, you know, to me, I was always really difficult. I think that was always a challenge because I love food. So, um, you know, being there, having to cut certain kinds of foods out always made it really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I've done in the past. And, um, I, you know, when I first heard about uh, fasting, I thought it was crazy. I think most people probably think it's it's a little bit crazy, and you know, it's far-fetched, because it kind of goes completely against what you know the traditional way is. You know, make sure you have to eat six meals a day, you have to eat small meals, that kind of stuff, and you know, all the notions that go behind it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, yeah, I kind of already had, had it on plateau, and somebody mentioned fasting for for, um, for for exercising, for losing weight, and thought it was crazy. And then I, I started doing research online, and I um, pretty quickly came across Eat, Stop, Eat. And um, I thought, okay, this, is, this seems pretty interesting, and it seems like it has a lot of the information I'm looking for. So I, so I bought the book, and then um, everything in it just kind of made sense to me. You know, when I started reading it, I'm like, oh, this is, this is so easy. This is like, it makes so much sense. It's common sense to me. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 you know, I bought the book, and um, before you know it, I was getting emails uh, regarding um, a donut index. So I signed up for that as well. And um, unfortunately, I didn't really take full advantage of all the, all, the, uh, all the tools and all the resources that are available on right away. I just, one of the main things that I got it for was the, the calculator that kind of gave me the idea of how many calories I should eat, I entered my, number, my, my measurements, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, that was the main thing that I was interested in first. Um, I've never been big on social networking and that kind of stuff. So forums, I, I would go in from time to time and kind of read the, the posts and that they were pretty good. Um, but I didn't, I don't post a whole lot myself. Um, but later on, like towards the end of the, towards the end of the transformation, I used to, I used to read a lot of people talk about the category training and what category are you in and that kind of stuff. And I, I think I completely fell asleep on that, on that one because, uh, I, it was probably two months, um, Two months before, before it was like two months, well, a few weeks. I think it was before the before the transformation was to come to an end or the, the contest. When I started to ask about the uh, the category training and how do I access that stuff, so it took me a while. I mean, this is this. I, I think I purchased the, the access probably either October or September of last year, or mm. somewhere around the end of last year. And it took me all this time to finally start getting getting uh, tapping into all the resources. So I, you know, I kind of fell behind on that. Yes, there's a lot of stuff there. It's just yeah. Well, I mean, hey, go at your own pace. It's obviously it still works. Like what what uh, what what actually got you to the point where you decided to even do the con? Now, did you start your transformation or start seeing noticeable changes in your body before you even entered the I, contest? Yes, I did. I um uh, when I started, I started um, like I said, I joined. I got the, the access, I think, in October of last year. Mm-hmm. That's when I, already, when I first started doing anything that had to do with, with uh, fasting and, and, and work exercising and using that little concepts. And, yeah, I, I started losing weight pretty quickly. And um, at some point, I started to kind of fall behind. I mean, I, I think some people that I've talked to that, that, um, that get quick results, they kind of go straight ahead a little bit. So you start to relax a little bit with, with uh, you know, pushing yourself and your own goals. So I started to do that. I started to relax a little bit, and, and I hit a plateau again. And as I was going into the to um, to the website and reading the posts, I, you know, I realized I, I need something else. I need to take it to another level. I need something um, to push me. And, and I'm a competitive person, so um, I started to read up on the competitions and, and realized that the competition was going to be starting pretty soon. And I figured, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity for me uh, to, you know, to kind of kick myself in the butt and, and get to it. And so, um, yeah, I decided to join. And But I already had made a, a pretty good transformation before I started this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as my before pictures and after pictures, uh, before the transformation, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty significant as well. Oh, man, do you have any pictures from before even this? Oh yeah, I do. I have the pictures. I saw. As a matter of fact, when I submitted the the, the after pictures for this competition, I just had a curiosity because I hadn't even looked at those before pictures at all, and I just had a curiosity. I opened up um, the files and started looking through the, the original before pictures, and I was like, "Holy crap! I can't, 
I can't even remember looking at that. I don't remember. I mean, who was that person in that picture? It was insane. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you, we got to get some of those for this post then, the ones from even before the contest. That would be great. Absolutely. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah, because people and, – and I'm starting to realize through most of these interviews is a lot of people start their transformation before the contest. And yeah. the contest, I, I like to say we capture the last 12 weeks or just the most mm-hmm. recent 12 weeks, but there's other weeks and weeks, sometimes even months – that's happened before and anyone listening don't wait don't wait for the contest to start start this thing sooner uh, every everyone you're listening to here is doing this right they're starting ahead of time and the contest it sounds like oscar in your case and in most cases you just you know you're already in mode you're already losing you're already changing and then you're just like yeah and i'll and i'll i'll, I'll leverage the contest for the 12 more weeks of changing exactly mm-hmm. all yeah. right so okay so you're in so fasting is okay. So talk to us about a little bit about the diet side of things because you you've, you did get significantly leaner here, and it sounds like you've lost a fair amount of weight. Was it just straight fasting? Or give walk us through a day in the life with you. Yeah. So as far as the fasting, um, I, I noticed that one of the things that I, I read in the Eat book was that it, um, I think it's not recommended to fast on a daily basis. So I, I mean, I started off exactly the way um, it was recommended in the book. But I quickly realized that um, fasting was actually very easy for me, and it was actually a lot more convenient for me to do it on a daily basis. And, and I know that a lot of people don't do it, you know, they, they might be against that. But it's just my, the way my, my schedule is on a daily basis. I'm, I'm very busy at work. Uh, personal life is very busy. And I realized, you know what, I'd, I'd rather not have to think about eating during the day and um, making sure that I'm eating the right kind of food, the right amount of calories, that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, I quickly realized that... that Fasting on a daily basis worked out perfect for me. So that's kind of the model that I took on. I, so what I do is, obviously, in the morning, I just I go to work. Um, I have meetings back-to-back usually throughout the day, so it's really easy for me not to have to get up from my desk and go figure out what it is I'm going to eat. Um, not only what I'm going to eat, but how much I'm going to eat and, and what type of food, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it works out for me. Um, after work, uh, I usually get off around 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I go straight to the gym. That's um, Monday through Friday. I do that. Um, I go to the gym, and the way it used to be before I started fasting is I was I was to a point where I was I was doing about ninety percent of my workouts for cardio, mm. um, and and I was doing I was trying to throw in a weight day um, once a week because I was again I, I felt like I was trapped. I felt like I was I was stuck, and I, I could I wasn't seeing the results and. Just having that old mentality that cardio was when I was going to make me this way, and I had to focus on the cardio. So I was doing everything I could to add another cardio day and, and another workout. And you know, I got to the point when I was working out. Um, I was working out a couple times a day. I would work out in the morning before work, and I would work out after work as well. And it was all cardio. And um, you know, I wasn't seeing the results. So it, it was a big mentality shift for me to um, to really let go of that mentality and stop worrying so much about cardio. And so I kind of flipped it upside down. You know, I started doing 90% weights and 10% cardio. And so kind of that's kind of my model right now. That's, that's, I stick to, you know, I, I do cardio because I really like it, not because I feel like it's required. Um, but I like I like that workout. I like I like running. I like doing things that are going to, you know, kind of push me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's usually what I do um, during my workouts. But I always I always have to um, keep in mind that the, more, the most important thing is the weights. And that's my priority is the weight because, you know, every once in a while I get some of that old mentality trying to creep in and say, oh, go do some cardio, go do some cardio. So I have to I have to catch myself and say, no, the important thing for me today is, is hitting the weights, get the weights out of the way, 
if I have time afterwards and I still have that energy, then I would do cardio. So mm. that's kind of how it is. And then when when I get home, as far as the food, um, when when I get home, I usually don't eat until around seven o'clock or so because um, you know my, my wife also works and she gets off late, and it works out perfect for for her and I to sit down with the family with the kids and and um, and eat together. Um, so it works out perfect for us to eat in the evening. And um, the best thing is that we don't have to worry so much about, you know, the type of food that we're going to eat. Um, of course, we know we still eat pretty lean, but um, once we have the, the amount of protein and carbs out of the way, and we, we know that's accounted for. And then after that, just literally we can eat whatever we want. So if we feel like having a snack, we have a snack. So, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things for me, that if I have a craving, all I have to do is wait till the end of the day until I'm starting to eat. Then I have to wait a week or a couple of weeks or whatever, or, or even cut it out altogether. So I think to me that's one of the biggest things that, that kind of has relaxed my mentality when it comes to dieting. That's a great way of saying it. You only have to wait till the end of the day to feed a craving. If you do a daily fast, eat uh, like right. during the day fast, eating and eating. You you and me live a very similar life. Um, do you at least consume drinks during the day? Coffee, things with like little or no calories. Like what's what's the like? Obviously, it's not zero. Yeah. You must consume some sort of liquid, no? Absolutely, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big coffee person, and so that was one of the things that was a bit of a challenge for me in the morning, just because I like my coffee, but I liked it with and more, probably more creamy than coffee. I mean, I, I love the sweets. Oh, okay, um, yeah. yeah. So now, it's just, I had to switch over to um, black coffee, and from time to time, I'll throw in some sweetener in there, and, um, but no, no, no calories at all. Um, I'll do green tea, um, obviously water, um, the days that I'm really, uh, where I'm really craving something, it's, you know, because in the office, I work in a, a business environment and they're always having lunches or they're always having catered lunch and so I can smell it all day long where I'm around it all the time. But if I'm having a challenging day, one of the things that I find that really helps me get through the craving is, is a diet soda. Uh, for some reason, it kind of craves my, 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 um, I don't know, my, my thirst or whatever craving I may have to just have a diet soda. And, so I have a diet soda, and I'm good to go. I can, I can wait for the end of the day, no problem. Yeah, that's almost exactly what I do. I have a I start the day with a couple of coffees, and then, and then at some point, it's just I can't do coffee anymore. It's I mean, I'm gonna drink something, but it can't be coffee. And same deal, I end up with a, you know, a diet soda or something, you know, diet iced tea, something like that, and then that's enough right. to push me through mm-hmm. to make make it through to the, essentially to the workout, sort of the apex of the day, and then after that. You, you sort of yeah. you're unwinding as it were with with a big meal and i like what you said it's it doesn't disrupt the family eating or social eating because most social eating happens or at least one form of social eating that maybe we all would categorize more importantly with friends and family happens at the end of the day whereas during the day it's the mindless social eating with business social eating where you don't really have to eat like unless you're in a Unless you're, you know, whining and dining somebody, then maybe you have to. But in general, you don't need to do those daily eats. It's not like the people that work with you are going to... It's not like what you do for work matters if you eat with them or not. But at night, it's kind of sort of important to eat with your with your significant other, your family, your friend. Like, that's sort of the whole point It's in, in the end of the day. It's almost like you get the work done, you get your workout done, and then you finally sit down to a feast with the people you want to eat with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a very comforting way to actually go about it. A lot of people are falling into that pattern, so um, it's it'll be nice for them to hear that you that you were successful with that pattern. It's kind of the pattern I've been following. I felt useful for you to know and everyone listening. That's the pattern I follow for maintenance to to continue holding the shape. So it's like you can get in shape that way, but then you can hold your shape that way. You might be able to put a little bit of cream and sugar in your coffee and up the calories a little bit, but 
the pattern is nice. It's like nice to use that pattern. Yeah, yeah. And so I had a, yeah, that, I mean, that's a good, that's a good point you bring up about the cost. That's one thing I always wondered: is it is it going to really uh, set me back, or if I if I did throw a little bit of creamer in there, you know, in the morning, and still continue not having any more calories after that? Is that something that's that's okay? Well, this is the way I'll uh, this is the way I'll say it to you. I'll say it to you a couple of ways here. You know that it's just calories, right? Calories in and out. You also right. know that your pattern so far worked works like a charm, um, and that you were relatively strict by doing like coffee, black coffee, and if you're going to throw a sweet and that's it. Um, so it is just calories. So if you have a bit of cream and sugar and a couple of coffees, what are you adding? 100, 200 calories to your entire day's total? So so for me, that's the trade-off I made. I'm like, I like milk and sugar in my coffee so much that I will not give it – I won't I'll, – I'll take the 200-calorie trade like for two coffees and cream and sugar. I, uh, to me, that's more than a good enough deal. There's no magic in fasting beyond the fact that it's a super convenient, very simple way to reduce calories. Now, the flip side of that is one cream and one milk and one sugar can turn into two milks and two sugars and can turn like you said it's like for you it was more creamer than coffee and then it can almost, then it it can go from a black sweetener coffee with zero calories to a pretty conservative one milk one sugar coffee that's maybe 7500 calories all the way up to a triple triple that's like now you're looking at a 400 calorie coffee so you see what i'm yeah. saying like you have it's a slippery slope that you're introducing so just be 100% aware like where your limit is you're like i'll i'll budget myself for the enjoyment of a coffee with milk and sugar i'll give myself a 100 calorie limit on two of them so 200 calories one 100 calories per each and now I have yeah, the coffee. Now I'm really enjoying it, but I'm but I've made a, a you know a fair trade, a fair trade between yourself and the calories and the enjoyment, right? But if you just sort of get back to the three creams, three sugars, it's literally a 350 calorie coffee, and you do that twice. Now you're 700 calories in. That's half, you know, that's what 40 percent of your calories for the day. It's like, well, okay, what have you done there? So yeah. So be smart with it. A coffee isn't just a coffee, right? You go get a frappuccino. That's 600 calories. So. But people yeah. just say, "Well, I only had a coffee." So, so you you know you already know what a black coffee is and what degree of enjoyment you get out of that. So then you just assess. You're like, "Is the amount of calories I'm adding is it am I, is it my that? Do I really want that many calories added for the enjoyment I get?" For me, it's a hundred percent. I won't I won't change. Like it's got to be this way. But it's a fair trade to me. And I worked my way down from more cream and more sugar. I'm down from I used to do cream and sugar. Now it's just milk and sugar. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Like yeah. I actually dropped the total caloric total from my the total caloric. Listen to me, I cut m- my calorie totals in my coffees in half, but I enjoy it just as much. Okay. So I went from two cream and two sugar to one milk, one sugar, which literally cut it in half. So so yes, uh, my long-winded answer is you just got to find that spot where it's a fair trade on the amount of calories you're adding. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, I, I mean. And and since you've you're you've gotten pretty lean, right? You can afford to have a few more calories in your day, anyways. So I mean, you could probably just add that, continue doing your pattern, and you're fine. Like you'll be fine. Yeah, you'd probably you'd probably still be able to reduce weight that way. Like it's just a couple uh-huh. more hundred cal. You just may not lose it at, at the same speed. But if you're reverse tapering, you can. Well, you know how many calories you eat in a day. You put them wherever you want. A couple of them can be in your, right. a few of them can be in your coffee if you want. Absolutely. And I guess that my final point there, I don't mean to hijack your interview here, is uh, is is it is a, like the fasting is is a tool, but it's not like you're spoiling the magic of fasting by actually having some calories in your coffee. Don't ever think that you've ruined anything. It literally is just calorie management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
unless you find some ritual about it where in your mind you're like, oh man, as soon as I've had calories, I've ritualistically somewhere in your mind you've, you've spoiled it. But I would try to get that thought out of your head. It, 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 that's not the case. I, I consider it a food fast versus a, a food and drink, a food and drink calorie fast, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, okay. Well, then, that, that's my little piece to add. Um, all right. So then, you. Okay. So you've. Uh, what's What's your goals moving forward now that you've made made it this far? Actually, before I even get into that, what's your feeling about it sticking this time and it this really being, like, like how your life's going to be, like with you know the condition you're in and continuing to improve it. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is. I think this is. Uh, this is so. You know. So. I look at it as pretty easy compared to anything else I've done in the past. I think this is definitely really easy and something that I can certainly adopt for as you know, as, a, as a way of life. Um, I was having a conversation with my brother yesterday, and, and I mentioned that oh, this is this is you know someone had asked me about about my program, how long I plan on doing my program for. I'm like, it's not a program. I don't look at it as a program anymore. I look at it as as a way of life. And and they're like, well, listen to you. You know, you know, I don't know. They thought I was being you know throwing slogans out there, trying to pitch something and. And I'm like, well, I guess you know, it did come across, it came out, it came out kind of funny, but but that, that's the way that's the way I look at it. To me, it's something that I can certainly maintain for life. Um, it's not like I don't feel like I'm on some special program that that has an end date. Um, I can certainly keep this pattern up, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, you know, I was having a conversation with a coworker about it, and he still does um, six meals a day, and um, he he hits the gym pretty hard, but he he's not getting any results at all. Mm-hmm. And um, and so one of the questions he asked me is like, he's like, you know, I, he told me I love breakfast, I love eating throughout the day. Uh, he says, do you really think you can keep that up for the rest of your life? And I said, absolutely, without a doubt, I know I can. And then so I reversed the question to him and I said, do you think you can keep that up for the rest of your life, eating six meals a day? And he stops. He says, no, I don't think I could. This is, you know, this is pretty hard. Uh, and there you go. There's your answer. It's an unsustainable. That's how you know that's an intervention that can't last, and it, it it comes to an end at some point. Exactly. And it's a trick, right? Like we're trying to we're trying to find a way to make it sustainable, and this is and part of it has to be a pattern that you arrive at yourself. That's why we don't tell people what their pattern is, because um, it'll right. never. There's no reason why your pattern will work for the next guy over, but you know you just have to solve yeah. it. And and it's and it's okay if you find. That, so I'm doing a little bit of coaching here. It's okay if you find that over time. You notice your pattern needs to change. Mm-hmm. Like that's okay if it changes, right? Like just it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it won't work if you stick to the underlying principles. Like know how many calories you can afford, continue hitting your workouts. That's fine if your pattern changes. Let's say all of a sudden you start eating lunch and it just works better for you. That's fine. It's just as long as you're sticking within your your the actual scientific principles, it doesn't matter how the pattern unfolds. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, just to be aware yeah. that you're not doing something wrong. If this isn't the only pattern that could work for you forever, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But as long as it works for you, that's fine. It could, it could, it could be the pattern you do forever. But if your life takes you a direction where it needs to change, that's fine. You've got the tools for it to be flexible. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the key. Is it's the flexibility. I think that's another thing that I really like about doing this is that it's it's so flexible to someone's lifestyle, to anyone's lifestyle. Now, did it did it feel difficult at first? Did the feeling of how difficult it felt change, or did it sort of was it? I don't want to say cruise control, but it did it. Did you perceive the effort the same all the way, or like I know you said you had to struggle with your your inner voice telling you do more cardio. You had to kind of quiet that thing down and trust that the weights was enough. Um, what was talk me through the inner voice there? 
Yeah, it, it was. I mean, it was. It was a bit of a challenge that piece of it to work out because I was so used to hitting the gym pretty hard and I'm um, spending a lot of time in there doing cardio and then just trying to trying to get that out of that idea out of my head and that cardio was, was was you know that 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 was the key to, to weight loss and I've always had that in, ingrained in me and and so trying to get that out of, out of my head. Um, there was a couple of times I would find myself walking towards a spin class or or um, like across the class or something like that. And it was like, oh, hold on a minute. You know, I, I don't need, first thing I, I got to do is, is I got to take care of the weights. Mm-hmm. And do the weights first. And and if I feel like doing cardio afterwards, I'll do the cardio afterwards. That's an added bonus. But, um, you know, I, I think I did, one of the things I decided to do is just really test the, the theory and see if it was going to work. So when I first started fasting back in October of last year, I, um, I completely stopped doing cardio. I didn't do cardio at all and stuck straight to the weights and I started to realize that I was seeing results, I was losing weight and I was like, oh my God, this thing really works and, and, it's, and it's a lot easier than, than I thought it was going to be and compared to anything I've done in the past, I'm, you know, it just turned out to be the perfect, like the perfect solution for me. Mm-hmm. So it was the complete opposite of what you've been trying to do. Exactly. It was, it was the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you still have those twinges or are you kind of... Now, do you still you throw on cardio when you want because you just enjoy the feeling? You just like the feeling of having your heart rate up, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have to do that, yeah. But you don't you don't view it as something that's one hundred percent necessary for weight loss anymore. Not at all. Not at all. No. And that's good though. So now you can get to a point where you do it purely out of the enjoyment of it, whenever. Now the one yep. thing I'll say is you now you're to the point where you kind of have that that part handled. You can add as much cardio as you feel like it. The only thing I would say is make sure you monitor what it does to your appetite because there will be a limit of weight training plus cardio that your appetite will increase and increase and then it'll get to a point where it becomes like hard to handle so you can yeah. add as much cardio as you feel like it but you have to be aware that it will affect your appetite at some level okay that makes sense i'll definitely keep an eye on that because there's always that feeling of doing more and doing more. I don't know if you have that feeling or not, but I, well, it sounds like you used to have it with cardio. And now you might, one day you might start thinking, well, if all of this works, the fasting and the weight training, well, how much better would it be now that I know about fasting and weight training? And then I'll throw cardio in too, right? And then I, cause I've trained people who get that feeling and then they start like adding more and adding more. And then all of a sudden they, their appetite used to be somewhere where they could manage it. Then their appetite, they cross a line where all of a sudden they just can't manage their appetite anymore. So, um, just as a, just a, something to be aware of, if you start adding more cardio, that there'll be a limit there, and you'll notice it one day. You'll be like, oh, I think I did too much here because, you know, I'm craving such and such food that I just never craved before. So, um, mm, yeah, some, something that. to be aware of. Something to be aware of. Because I don't want you to like ditch cardio forever. You could do as much of it as you want. Just be aware there's some kind of limit there. Um, yeah. And then, okay. Well, I guess we're getting on to the end here. What's your what's your overriding advice for other guys who? Would be you know somebody similar in your situation who who's who's skeptical or just not ready to t- make the move. What would you say to them? Um, I would say give it a try. I mean, you never you, you know one thing I tell people that I run into all the time that that still work out in um, the traditional way and eat the traditional way is is that you have nothing to lose. I mean, you've 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 probably been doing that that pattern for for quite some time now, so you know what what kind of results your body's already gotten from that. And so you know what do you have to lose from trying from trying this? This method here. I mean, say you try it for a month or so, and if it doesn't work out for you, you, you only lost a month. It's not a big deal compared to the grand scheme and, and how much work and time you've already put into, you know, trying, trying to maintain or trying to uh, take it to the next level. Um, as far as um, 
additional advice, I'd, I would say trust the process, trust that, it, that it's going to work. And um, even though it, it goes against, you know, traditional thinking and traditional mentality, whether it's the food part of it or whether it's um, the fasting or the exercises, just trust it. You know, it, it might be against what you what you know and what other people are telling you, but just trust it and, and, and give it a shot, and you'll be amazed with, with the results. Okay. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Well, congratulations on the placing. And for Oscar Ramirez, I'm John Barbin, and that's your Adonis Index podcast.